Hear me now? Yeah, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear my beagle? Oh, I can't hear the beagle. <laughs> no, no, don't yell at me. Stop it. What? Why is it yelling at you? I don't know. He gets excited and he can't help himself. He just yells, oh, you're all wet from being outside. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, buddy. What, what's it like outside there? It's raining. Oh. It's been raining all day. What, is what, he- what, what? <laughs> that dog sounds really sad. <laughs> he what? I said that dog sounds really sad. I know. Isn't that pathetic? He's so pathetic. He's wagging his tail like crazy, though, and trying to snuggle with me. Aww. <laughs> well, that's cute. Because it sounds like over the phone, like he's in one of those, uh, you know, Sarah McLaughlin commercials. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And when he, you know how beagles have like a howl? Yeah, I feel like it's like a puberty thing. He just sounds like he's being tortured. He's like, ah, ah! It's uh, Eames, uh, our dog, he will just sit there and do like longer and more drawn out, like slow uh, breathes through his nose. <laughs> and like, so if you don't notice, he'll just keep adding to it. And then eventually he'll draw it up to a whine and he'll just keep doing it until you acknowledge him. <laughs> It's just the most annoying thing ever because you like try to ignore it, yeah. and he just keeps building it up. The the beagle usually does that, but every once in a while, like he'll he he'll kind of stare at you at first. <laughs> if you don't notice it, he'll just all of a sudden like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> if I if I spent the night at your place and that dog just walked up to me and screamed, I would <laughs> I would never come back to your place again. Well, it doesn't usually do it like if you're sleeping. It's just like if you're sitting around. Not, not That's sleeping. what I'm saying. Like, like let's say imaginary world. I spent the night on your guys's couch, and like that fucking dog just came up at like three in the morning and just looked at me and just screamed. <laughs> I would just get in my car and leave. Well, <laughs> well, he's also very good at sleeping. So if you're sleeping, he'll sleep. But if you're awake, he wants he wants your attention. And he does that by screaming at me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must work. He might. I mean, he's learned it. Yeah. Okay. He's well, learned it's, it, it's it's Haley's fault because I try to ignore him or tell him to hush because we need to teach him how to do that. Yeah. And she'll so just be like, "Oh, what's the matter?" I'm like, <laughs> stop it! You're enabling him. You're making it worse. Oh, we all have those moments. <laughs> oh, her moments with this beagle are all the time. <laughs> it's, I tell them all the time how ridiculous they are. It's absolutely ridiculous. And how many <laughs> how many dogs do you have again? Four. Oh my god. Athena, quit licking. Do they all like eat one food? What like do you just like buy one giant bag of food? Uh, we did, and then we got the beagle, and he's significantly younger because they're all in like an old dog food. Oh. Uh... So we have two just for an age difference, not for, like, vitamins or anything. Right, because the young dog needs, like, tons more calories and shit. Yeah. Um, yep. So, like, how do you keep them from eating each other's shit? Um, well, they all kind of finish around the same time. The little dog, we just fill his bowl up and let him eat whatever he wants. And he's usually pretty good at keeping the other ones away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll, he'll snarl at him and... and chase after him like chase him off so is he the alpha um 
Oh! Wow, David, you sound super staticky. Uh, yeah. I'm in the kitchen. I wasn't expecting is, it, is your kitchen staticky? Yeah, I was gonna say, is your, is your kitchen on an ant farm? The, uh, cold air return that's, like, right behind me is kind of Uh, Robot was just, I was just asking Robot which one of her dogs is the alpha. It's, uh, it's hard to say. I would, I would, they all go through moments. We, we kind of lost, the one that I would say was quote unquote, the alpha, uh, we lost her last year. Oh, so now there's a power struggle. Well, it's not even, it's, it's legit only when the little dog is eating dinner or breakfast. That's the only time he really snarls. Yeah. Um, he and the red dog will kind of, if, if the, specifically the beagle, get too close to them when they're trying to relax or if he's annoying them, they'll kind of snarl at him. But none of them are really the alpha. Who eats first, can you tell? Um, the beagle eats last because we make him sit and wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's just brutal. Well, beagles, they're they're very, very driven by their nose and very food-driven. So we have to make them behave around food. So uh, here's another one. This sounds weird. Which dog does... Do any of them submit to the others by licking the lips of one of the dogs? <laughs> Ringo will lick everyone's teeth. Yeah. Uh. But it, but it's not really a submissive thing. It's more of an annoyance thing. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, dogs licking the mouths of the, dogs will lick the mouths of the alpha. It's a submission thing. Uh, well then, no. Okay. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, shit. It sounds like well, the beagle is the alpha, but I don't no, know. No, he's, he's just the he's just the loudest. He's just the loudest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's got the most energy, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say he's the alpha. But All right, so, well, you can, like, you can let so me know like, later. Yeah, Ringo, Ringo will lick everybody's teeth. He doesn't discriminate. He doesn't choose one over I'm another. not questioning Ringo. Ringo sounds like a little bitch. <laughs> Ringo's fucking awesome. Fuck you. Yes, but in the dog world, Robot, that is the equivalent of just, like, being a little bitch. Well, I don't know. He's also one that chases him away from his food. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's being dominant about his food. All dogs are when there's multiple dogs eating. But mm. no, see, ours are weird. My like, my dog's not. He's a big pussy. None of our dogs. <laughs> none of the other ones are are food like the beagle will finish eating first, even though we make him eat last. Yeah. He also gets the least amount of food, but. Okay. Uh, but so he'll and he'll go up and sniff the other one's bowls while they're still eating, yeah, and they won't do anything about it, they'll just keep eating. <laughs> I mean, he'll get real close to it. He's put his face in the black lab's bowl before while she was eating, and we yelled at him, she didn't, she just kept eating. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that tells you something about that dog, too. Yeah, well, she, she's she is an angel, <laughs> she's the one that never gets <laughs> in any trouble. She's old and slowing down, but she's always been the healthiest. Like she just, she, she's just perfect. <laughs> oh, but that's like that's like the golden era of the dog when they like finally chill and they're like the perfect dog, you know? Yeah, that particular one though, she's always been like that. She's just always chill and real calm. And I mean, I don't think I've ever seen her growl at anybody. She'll bark, you know, at people walking by from the other from our side of the fence. But mm-hmm. I mean, 
she's a real good dog. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of does her own thing. Like right now, I have three dogs in the living room with me, and she's laying in the bathroom by herself because she just likes her alone time. <laughs> what in the bathroom? Yeah, the downstairs bathroom. Okay, that sounds even weirder now. Now she literally just leaves everybody, and she just finds a room downstairs to just hide in the bathroom and hang out by herself. Okay. But the cold floor is comfortable. I should specify the living room is downstairs. <laughs> like we're all on the same level. Oh, okay. you made it sound like a scary, creepy basement. <laughs> oh no, no, no! But she will sometimes go upstairs and lay by herself if I have the gate down. She'll yeah, you got to remember, me and none of our listeners can picture your place. <laughs> okay. I bet at least some of our listeners can. Okay. Room, kitchen, dining room, all one big room with like little pieces of wall kind of sectioning it off. Uh huh. And then there's a bathroom on this level. And then you go upstairs and there's three bedrooms. Oh, and there's a study in the main level too. A study? Oh. We don't go in there very often. It could technically be a fourth bedroom, but there's like a desk. But you need to have two high back or wing back chairs pointed <laughs> at 45 degree angles and you guys need to sit in there and read tomes. <laughs> well, we kind of have that in our living room because we don't actually have a couch. We just have two big squashy armchairs. How do you not have a Harry Potter room? Well, you heard me say squashy armchairs, right? That's what they well, have in the common room. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, funny. cool, cool. I feel like I was visualizing it like one of the common rooms without actually realizing <laughs> it until you said that. <laughs> and I was David, like, oh, yeah. David was already in Harry Potter. <laughs> I like that, David. Well done. <laughs> David, how are you? Uh, how are you? Yeah. That doesn't sound good. Have you thrown up today? Uh, No, I've actually, I just realized I've only thrown up like once since about... March 9th. Nice! Big day! Yay! That's awesome. Yeah, you're back to like semi-normal people puke level. Yeah. I know, it's pretty weird. Although, yeah, yeah. I assume. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's definitely like a progress thing. Um, Today especially, I realized like I've been like... I think I like acclimated to throwing up like fifty percent of what I ate. So now I'm like digesting things. I'm like pooping a lot more, but it's just <laughs> normal amounts of poop. But it feels like I'm pooping all the time. <laughs> but your your lower your lower colon is like we're up for business, folks. No, after like being the... like a desolate like ghost town with like tumbleweeds <laughs> going through it for like months. It's finally yeah. like fucking like a train track just came through this ghost town and that train track <laughs> is your shit. Oh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. There's like little like fucking poor kids running around trying to sell shit. <laughs> We're heading out California way. Yeah. Uh, this week in particular, I'm kind of tired um, just because I've been working 8 a.m. instead of 11 a.m. every day and my brain and body are like no i mean that's a rough change but i go to work at 6 30 <laughs> at, at least david has 50 percent more blood now yay 
Yeah. Yeah. More blood. More blood is better all the time. Every every time that happens, more blood is better. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure. I don't. I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure more blood is better than less blood. Yeah, <laughs> it seems to be the case. Uh, and yeah, are we are we comparing what time we go into work? Yeah, I don't go in that early. I I usually go in at like seven seven thirty. What time would you go to work if it was like completely up to you and you could just set your schedule? It kind of is up to me, within re- <laughs> within reason. But I have like really early meetings, so I go in pretty early. Um, if it was up to me, I would work from home, and I would probably work. Uh, ooh, I don't know, six to three or something like that would be nice. Probably that's what I I, I get to work at six thirty. I'm off at three. Yeah, which is like hard because like I've thought about that before, David. About like even just taking like trying to get different jobs within uh, gym. like some of them are like eight to five you know ten to seven yeah like, uh i just i would i would like to go in later but i also still want to be off work at three welcome <laughs> jessica hi Daniel. hey we've got a full house in here almost we don't have brock mm-hmm. on the move but it's Big okay pretty impressive <clears throat> i got him last week it, uh for those of you that weren't here and uh, he has his new car, and he's like, does it sound better? It's like, it does sound better, but it's also based on the fact of your horrible cell service. And <laughs> he kept roboting out on us, robot. He was the robot for us last week. Oh, well, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to miss you too much, so. <laughs> what a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, so the brass rail was demolished. Yeah. That was weird because I, uh, well, I, I don't know how I feel about that, really. I think maybe it's just kind of like someone that I know just died and I haven't processed <laughs> it yet. <laughs> when I, when I first Yeah, realized... but like somebody that you wanted to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like almost like you saw their dead body on the side of the road and you just <laughs> were like, yep, that doesn't look good. And you just kept walking. <laughs> oh. But you yeah. stopped to take a piss on it. <laughs> like, oh, oh, finally. Uh, Jess, yeah. What does your text mean? What is what? What does your text mean? Why are you? Wa- who are you watching pee? And what does that have to do with your bladder? Hold on, robot. You gotta read the text. People can't hear what it looks like. <laughs> well, it was to all of you. Okay, but I'm not reading it. You read it. Oh, you're the you're the robot. It says, I swear to God, my tiny squirrel bladder can't watch anyone pee. Two more minutes, LOL. <laughs> so the is that she was watching our dog pee because she took the dog out. I might have to tell you that. Yeah, so I watched Dom Pete and Jess, it sounds like you're a million miles away from your microphone. It does. It it sounds like sounds like you put your microphone in a bathroom and then walked out of a building. I don't know. Is did a robot just join us or something? That was weird. It got the eagle, his little head perked up. (laughs) Uh, Jess, whatever movements you're doing, stop doing them. (laughs) <laughs> just freeze damn it yes Weird. I just just lay on the floor i like moved it closer to me 
Uh, we're such a high quality pro- podcast. Yeah, we are. I, I was going through the uh, editing of last week, and there's like a huge chunk where all of our audio is just off by like a second each, and so we're like all like talking over each other a little bit, <laughs> and like and like David's like laughing at things before we even say it and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I fixed some of it, but I don't know. Fuck it, whatever. It's almost funnier this way. <laughs> it's kind of funny because we're we're like that we're that scrappy group that nobody nobody believes in, and we probably honestly won't make it. But whatever. <laughs> uh, we're like that type of movie where you're like, oh, they're the scrappy underdog. They're gonna win it in the end, but they actually lose, and they learn something about it. <laughs> They lose like in round three. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's like, "That sucks," and they're like, "No, it's okay because we all learned something." And we had fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. and we did it for insert whoever died here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brass rail. <laughs> Dude, ugh. the brass rail, man. For those that don't know, the uh, David, please explain the brass rail in like thirty words or less. Who doesn't know? Well, people that are listening that aren't necessarily us. Sometimes I forget we're not just chit-chatting with each other once a week for funsies. (laughs) Well, that is what we do. But, you know, other people listening, too. I've checked the stats. For real? Yeah, there's some other people that listen to this that isn't just us. Unless (laughs) you guys, like, all send it to your mothers and they do it or something. Yeah, I do. I don't even know how to do that. (laughs) Uh, So, David... In in the shortest way possible, describe the brass rail to someone Unbelie- that was had no idea what it is. I would describe it as unbelievable disregard for human life. <laughs> Not very good service, but a decent <laughs> good time. You know, every time I went there and pretty uh, good. Nay was bartending, he always had my drink ready whenever I needed one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I said not good service. I think I was gonna say like not good food, and then I was like, nah, but just pizzas are all right. So then service was just the only other thing I could think of. Look, what do you? I guess it all depends on what you want in a bar. If you're the type of person needs to go out and like have a blaringly loud music, like and dance all night and have like eight dollar drinks all night, then that's not the place for you. But if you if you just want to know everybody from the second you walk in to the second you leave. But also with blaringly loud music. I was thinking that. Well, like, it's like the $8 thing. I, this one or not this one? Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking too. Uh, oh, dude, I remember when, David, do you remember when uh, uh, he was offering nickel drafts? That was the most ridiculous oh. thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was the worst idea <laughs> ever. It was absolutely. No, it was like Natty, I think, right, David? <laughs> um. It was whatever he could get that was that was that cheap, and it was, yeah, it was he wasn't going to make any money on it. It was just for promo. I mean, we did make money on those nights, but it just wasn't worth it because of all the fucking like nonsense we had to deal with. Yeah, because people um, would get obliterated on yeah. a dollar. You know, I'm like it was five cents for a beer. <laughs> oh, I, I I literally remember people being like driving by, seeing the sign, pulling over, and scraping change out of their truck. (laughs) And going in and getting wasted. And then being a dick at the end of the night and being like, 
be like, dude, you had like 10 drinks, and then being like, yeah, keep the change, and it's like 10 cents. It's like, fuck you, man. Hey, it's 100% ten- uh, tip, though, sometimes, <laughs> depending on how many See, you you're that asshole. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm just but like, the type of crowd that that brought was just awful. Obnoxious, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking about this the other day. There was one time that uh, that uh, uh, Derek and I were playing beer pong in there during that five cent nickel draft thing, <laughs> and I remember Derek and I had been like beating everybody every night or all all night, and so we kept holding like the board, like no everybody kept challenging us, and Derek and I were pretty drunk at this point because we had had Jaeger and all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> And we were about ready to just bow out and just be like, let's just not drink any, or not, you know, let's just go drink at the bar and just sit. And uh, I look over at this guy, and he's not, his partner's talking to him, but he's not talking to his partner, and he's got that look in his eyes like he's going to puke. And I'm like, Derek, Derek, look, look. And he looks over, and right when he looks over, the guy puts his hand over his mouth. And proceeds to projectile vomit out of every crevice in between his fingers. Oh, oh. And it shot it all over the ceiling and his partner <laughs> and him and the table and the cups. It literally, Derek and I were just like, started busting out laughing. And then we're just like, well, we don't have to finish this now. That's awesome. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. we, this guy, he like puked all over himself, right? He just takes his shirt off and ex- instinctively just like grabs him off and starts cleaning it up. It was the funniest fucking shit, man. <laughs> I it was such That's a fucking mess. It hit the ceiling, dude. Did he wow. Mop oh yeah, he. Mo- well, uh, I think b- by then Derek had like gone and got him like an actual mop and been like like cleaning it the fuck up. But he had no shirt on, and he's just fucking wasted. It's just, I mean, it's it was the quality of a very drunk guy cleaning up his own puke. <laughs> oh that's lovely isn't that that's that's a wonderful story i have a <laughs> lot of wonderful stories in that place man yeah, that's for sure i i remember one time me and kelsey <clears throat> went there after some big event we went to some weird like art show or something that i got tickets for through work mm-hmm. and so we were like super dressed up i'm pretty sure we we're both in dresses and like she curled my hair and we had like good makeup on and we we're like what should we go do let's go to the brass rail <laughs> so <we laughs> and i mean that's probably the fanciest i've ever been going out anywhere oh <laughs> my god <laughs> i love it david do you remember the time that you threw a ski out the window onto the street was that the same night that we were skiing down the stairs on those skis it was either the same night or the night before that that we skied. I can't remember. <laughs> I feel like it might have been the night before, now that I think about it. but I think uh, it was the night before because the reason you threw the ski out the window was because somebody came upstairs and was like, David, don't fuck with the ski or something like that. And you just <laughs> threw it out, hurled it through a window and onto the street. It was wonderful. Sounds like a David reaction to that. When you, when you first said threw a ski out the window, yeah. I thought it was a soda. <laughs> there's... Like a brewski? No, there's a soda called Ski <laughs> that they make in Southern Illinois. That you, The only place I've ever seen it up here was at like Huck's on Will Knowles in a glass bottle. Okay. But like it's the best. Like I have some in my garage right now. It's the best hangover soda you'll ever have in your life. Oh, okay. It's got, like, 
it's like Mountain Dew, Mellow Yellow Sprite all mixed together. Oh. And it's so sugary and it's so delicious and it's so bad for you. Oh, that sounds <laughs> good. Kind of sounds like Surge, you know? Yeah, it's very similar to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when you Surge, first said man. that, I was like, why are you wasting ski? <laughs> why you bro, why are you, lo- why are you wasting my ski, bro? <laughs> Uh, also, one of my favorite nights with David at the rail was when we stapled a phone to the ceiling. That was good. <laughs> <sighs> and those were nights where, like, there wasn't a band. It was just, like, six of us sitting in there all night. It was just great. Those were my favorite nights. Yeah. Because <laughs> we'd all just get ridiculous and learn a lot about each other. <laughs> oh, man. It's so Do you guys all and stuff? I mean... Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'd be lying if I didn't say I, I hadn't ever been in that place. So, yeah. How had, many times? Wait, had never been what? Naked. Yeah. Oh, I was naked there fairly often. Yeah. For what reason? Well, I mean, I lived there. <laughs> so showering most often. Not that often, though. <laughs> Chris, why were you naked there? Um, you know, in a band and stuff. So you're just doing it in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one yeah. time. There was one time wait, wait, wait. where the, there was one time where that was happening, and it, someone just came through the door, and I and I just said "occupado" and, and kicked it shut. <laughs> but the... like all the way naked. Like you no. took all of your clothes no. off. No, 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 no. Wait, the bathroom in the apartment or the bathroom in the bar? Bar. Oh. I know. It's shameful. Oh. That's it's okay. Shameful. Uh did you ever use the bathroom downstairs at Hydrate? It's Hydrate Club Ice also. Yeah. I forgot what <clears throat> it was called. I forgot which one was which. In the basement? Yeah. Of that horror fucking show? God, yes, I remember that place. Yeah. Describe it, David, for uh, those that can't see. I mean, it's just like a basement that sort of feels like a dungeon, and then that bathroom was just really gross. Uh, Robot, to define it a little, like, imagine every movie you've ever thought like where you see somebody like flick the lights onto a stairwell down to a basement and your immediate thought is you're going to get raped and murdered. Yeah. That's exactly what this place was like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it like even flickered when the lights would come on and you had to like yeah. squeeze past weird shit to get to where you needed to go. And it was fucking <laughs> weird. Yeah. Cause like the bathroom or not the bathroom, the basement of the brass rail was terrifying but yeah yeah that was full but, of water man yeah but in like a you're gonna die not you're gonna get raped and die kind of way yeah it's like you'll be electrocuted and die <laughs> uh yeah man i played a lot of shows at that place with a lot of big bands too yeah i uh i've forgotten how many bands came through there until i was like reading people's Facebook post on that yeah. thing the other yeah. day. I'm surprised the place didn't collapse at one point, you know? Dude, oh my god. Uh, the Hailstorm Cavo show especially, we were like so far above capacity. Like, like just <laughs> to an absurd degree. 
and like the whole like second half of the bar like where the stage was like that was all like not on the ground like i don't know how that didn't collapse yeah i'm surprised <clears throat> you know what i was always surprised about we when whenever we were in there we ran a lot of equipment and a lot of power through that motherfucker i'm surprised we never fried that bitch did you ever I see mean, the we, wiring from the perspective of the basement? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. when I went down there, when I went down there one time with Brad, and I think you actually, I was like, dude, this is like, this is how people die, like, right here. <laughs> it's like, you guys had, like, stuff that you, so that you could, like, not step in the water. <laughs> like, little, <laughs> like, little stepping stones, and there's just exposed wiring everywhere, and the water's <laughs> almost up to the, like, the level that all the wiring's at, and you're just like, what the fuck, dude? This is like, a, like a level in a video game. This isn't what you should be doing in real life, man. Uh, yeah, no, that place was sketchy as shit, but I, <laughs> I loved it. It, it always smelled like poop. Um, yeah, that, it always had a stench to it. That, it's yeah, the septic it tank. Poop. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was talking to Nick Bell about the. Uh, do you remember the peacock? Sadie May. Did you? Were you ever around? <laughs> I remember hearing about the peacock. I don't think I ever saw the peacock. Oh, man. I feel like the peacock showed up like after Brock and I moved out. Was the peacock real? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I like... 100% saw it and hung out with it many times. It's not like a snipe hunt? No, 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 no. I don't understand why it was there, if it like escaped from something or why it was there, but it was there. And... Did it belong to anybody? Not that we know of. And honestly, it probably just died in the winter because it just hung around this place because it, people gave it food and shit. <clears throat> what do you feed a peacock? No, literally, people just threw it like scraps of food and stuff. Butch's pizza, obviously. <laughs> like, I don't know, fucking man. robot. Robot's over here thinking like we had like a zoology major down on <laughs> the fucking rail that was like building a habitat for a peacock. This is a fucking peacock that wandered up and made a nest underneath the fucking like shady, sketchy part underneath the deck. Yeah, that whole thing is weird. I like. I, fuck, I know. You guys were gone. It was drinking beer. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, Nick, Nick was living in the apartment when Sadie May showed up. And uh, and we always hung out with her, man. She was a shit. I mean, we'd be there. Like, when you're setting up for shows and shit, you're there fucking all day. And you got nothing to do, so you're just hanging around. And, of course, if there's a peacock, that's fucking interesting. So, <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I can go on and on. There's so many stories in that fucking place. So... <laughs> Uh, from what I heard, they they're widening the lane, and they just need the space, right? So is that eminent domain? Did they just take it, or did they buy yeah. the land? So they, when when a state does eminent domain, they uh, have to essentially pay like a fair, fair market legal value. amount. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's essentially like what Stephen and I were kind of hoping would happen a lot <laughs> sooner. Yeah, we knew it was sort of inevitable. So does this mean you got money coming your way, David? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, did he still own it? Do you think, or do you think he that would? Even, I don't know. Uh, I tried looking into it just to kind of find out because I was curious. Um, the corporation, like pretty much all of his corporations, I think, uh, 
had their liquor licenses like lapsed and are permanently barred from doing business with like any liquor distributors in the state <laughs> as of like 2013 or something. I remember <clears throat> I remember one time going down to meet you guys at like the gin joint or something. <laughs> and the door was shut and there was a sign on the door that said water pipe problem. And if I remember right, you told me that it was that he just, the license had lapsed and he had to like go like drive down and get it figured out and shit. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh my God. Who, how can you run a fucking business like that? It's just insane. Yeah. What I find really impressive is that he was able to like get people to like allow him to do things essentially. <laughs> Yeah, um, charisma is a big time, part like, of it. Yeah, well, charisma and then like the I don't know, like the people that were allowing him to do things like weren't putting themselves at a disadvantage, like I was. Like, like with the brass rail, uh, the whole thing was on like a contract for deed. So like, the brass rail failing essentially just provided extra money to be owner of the property mm. that they weren't getting at the time. Like there's mm. no real no no real loss on their end. <clears throat> wow. That's super annoying. Yeah, I don't uh I don't know how I feel about it. Like like David, when you and I were talking about it, it's like, well obviously it's on a floodplain and it's beyond repair so nobody would ever fucking in their right mind spend more than it's worth to fucking fix it (laughs) so i mean best case scenario is everybody gets super nostalgic about it and they build something else down that area but i don't even know i mean if it's true eminent domain and they just process that land then they probably won't even let anybody build on it because it's on a floodplain well there's no like i don't know that whole that area, I feel like, was probably nicer in, like, the 80s when the dirt track was, like... Popping. I don't know. Before the internet existed, like... <laughs> I don't know. I want to go see Monster Jam. <laughs> <laughs> they were just here, man. I Last time that they were in town, last year, I got... I like went on Ticketmaster one day and realized that front row tickets were like seventeen dollars, and so Liz and I went. It was awesome. That's fucking fantastic. When you say yeah. front row, it's like actually like a whole section back because they cordon everything off, right? Yeah, because the the specific place that it was at, US Bank Arena, it's just super tight, and so they have to like be super far back, literally just because of the dirt that they're throwing and shit. That's awesome. So yeah, it it was a good like ten fifteen rows back from like literally touching where the hockey rink would be. Well, speaking of hockey, we're going to hockey tomorrow at US Bank Arena. That's gonna be sweet. Yes, I haven't been to a hockey game in a long time. That's what I was thinking about, and and uh, it's fan appreciation night, and it's the Cyclones, and I was like, well, fuck it, man, it'll be sweet. Let's just do it. Um. So, speaking of, I don't know, arena things. Uh, arena thing. <laughs> well, when you said fan appreciation, I was hoping you'd say like free nachos or something like that, and that made me think of this. <laughs> well, now I want free nachos, asshole. <laughs> me too. Oh. Um, 
but so my brother had told you know lives in champagne and he told was telling my dad that u of i has a really good baseball team this year champagne yeah and this week on wednesday they had i don't know if it was from fan appreciator appreciation or something like that but they had free or yeah free bacon wrapped footlongs hot dogs what? and my dad was having a real hard time deciding whether or not he should go because they're going there this weekend for a game <laughs> oh I'm like, Dad, it's an hour and a half away. You're retired. Just go for the bacon wrap hot dogs. And then he didn't, but my brother and my nephew went, and they ran out of bacon wrap hot dogs after the first inning, and so they didn't get one because my nephew wasn't hungry when they got there. Oh, <laughs> fuck that noise, like, Why dude. would that not be the first thing you do? I don't care if the nephew's hungry. He'll, I guarantee you he'll take a bite of that bacon wrap hot dog if you have one in front of him. <laughs> more importantly, if that's the big thing that everybody's there for, why wouldn't they have more bacon-wrapped fucking hot dogs? Yeah, I agree. And they were doing it again the next night. <clears throat> they mom said today, so they better have gotten more. <laughs> Fucking! I could just see some poor asshole in the back room just feverishly wrapping bacon around hot dogs. Yeah. <gasps> I imagine how much that sucks. We need more bacon. <laughs> uh, it sounds delicious. I mean, just being real. Can wait? I agree. Is there a bacon wrapped corn dog? Oh, we could make it. All right, robot, go ahead and get a a, a bank loan out for a for a food truck. <laughs> and that's all we'll do is bacon wrapped corn dogs. I would love to have a food truck. I'm really I would curious like about working it. Sorry. I would. I would so love to have a food truck. I have ideas for how to do a food truck with only like pressure cookers, so that you only have like minimal equipment. <laughs> It'd be badass. I could I could do it out of a Prius if I wanted to, but that'd be creepy. It'd be like you wouldn't want to buy food out of a Prius. No, but I love. <laughs> it. No, no, no. <laughs> That'd be like like the pizza guy at um or the Domino's pizza guy. Okay. Like he they would just sit outside the bars at like two in the morning when they all close with trunks full of pizza for like five dollars a piece. That's genius, dude. It was so genius. I bought so many pizzas after the bar at Western and like it was I mean it wasn't that sketchy because it was like a Domino's guy. You know, he had the Domino's thing on his car and he had a shirt on. But still, it's just like buying pizzas out of a trunk is just so weird. It's <laughs> so smart. We All we had was, uh, well, I mean, there was t- every restaurant was open until 4 a.m. in Carbondale uh, on any sat- Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <clears throat> so because they just would serve drunk people all night long. Yeah. <laughs> but there was uh, this one guy. That him and his brother both had these like picture a super small little rolling cart with a grill on top of it, and that's what he had. And him and his brother would both sit at two different parts of town at the biggest bar areas, like party bar areas, and uh, they would just make like grilled uh, bagels. And it sounds so stupid, uh, but but it when you're drunk weird. and that's what you want. And he had like you know all the toppings you could imagine. Mm-hmm. And he can make them fast, and he had like really funny banter, and like <laughs> it was just, dude. It, I can't imagine how much money that dude made. Because one time he like literally told us that he just like uh, every winter he just goes down to like some place in the Florida where he has a huge house and hangs out, <laughs> like basically. Yeah. You know, Chris, you remember Jer- uh, Jared Short? No. From Brimfield. <clears throat> no, I don't. 
his older brother was in my brother's class, I think, or they're close to the same age. He okay. lives in California, and I'm pretty sure the last I heard that his job is he has a hot dog cart. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, a, you could just make a living doing that shit if you're in the right place. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I was like, but where is he? <laughs> I don't I just That's just amazing to me. Somewhere popular, I assume. Possibly late night. I don't know. The only thing I, you know, the only thing I wouldn't be able to handle is, like, the, like, Oh my god, who's counting that's, change in a drawer? That's like a Girl Scout cookie box. Somebody's getting ice. Like the plastic in a Girl Scout cookie the tray. No. Yes. No, that sounds like someone counting change after the drawer, the drawer is closing, you know? <laughs> like like nickel draft night? My drawers. No. <laughs> no, like someone literally counting down a drawer in retail. It's like... Oh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so what was that noise? <laughs> my drawers. My drawers. <laughs> when you first said that, I thought you were talking about your underwear. So that's I good. feel like, man, you need to do some laundry. That is crusty. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds all metallic-y. Oh, my God. Have you guys watched The Crown on Netflix? No. No, but I've heard good things. No. I'm on I've heard nothing. Five. I just started Mr. Robot. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wait. Oh. How far are you? Like, like, like four episodes. Yeah. Tell me all your thoughts. I was thoughts. like, tell us everything. Tell me all your, my thoughts. I think it's amazing. I mean, like, the reason I got into it is because I saw. Well, obviously, it was on my list of like eventually get tos, and uh, and there was uh, an interview on NPR with Rami Malek. And they were talking about, you know, Queen, but they were also talking about Mr. Robot. And I, he was talking about how he was, he had a lot of say in, like, the costume design of his character and, like, some of the, like, um, tendencies of his character and stuff. So I thought that was really interesting. And what's then they... That, what's the show about? Uh, David, maybe you should explain it. Because I've heard of it, but I know very little about it. Um... <clears throat> It's about Elliot, and oh, he works in IT. Okay, cool. I really don't want to say much more than that. I don't that sounds, know. That sounds riveting. I understand. Robot. It's a guy that he uh, he has some uh, mental and social issues, and he is he has trouble with like relationships and just being around people in general and he works with computers a lot and he has found a way to use that to his advantage in several situations does that kind of help yeah (laughs) you're like yeah Yeah. so like i I don't want you to plot away either i might watch it one day yeah it is good it is really good so i don't want to say much yeah, so Rami Malek obviously plays uh, Elliot, the character with mm-hmm. the anxiety disorder and clinical depression. Um, Christian Slater plays the <laughs> insurrectionary <laughs> anarchist known as Mr. Robot. And he's aw- and he's he, awesome. And he convinces Elliot to join a group of like hacktivists that <laughs> are called F Society. And they're sort of like anonymous. But, you know, like, it's not. 
It was Maybe. based on a comic, right? Originally. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> Bless you. David, do you remember this? It was based on something, right? Uh... Oh, wait. It was based on... Um, I don't know if was, this part was based on a comic, but I think they were originally going to make it a movie. Okay. And then they ended up uh, going with doing it as a TV instead, which I believe, if I remember right, the like first episode-ish maybe kind of has a little bit more of that movie feel to it. Uh-huh. But... Um, it ends up being like a lot better because there's a lot more you can break down and go into with it as a TV show. Yeah, yeah, and- no, I appreciate that. I love the show so far. So this is like I don't want to talk about it too much, Robot, because it is really good. Okay. And and th- like this is the exact same reason why. Okay, last weekend I went and saw Us. Um, oh yeah, was that jo- good? Oh, so good. But I can't, I don't, there's like literally not one bit of it that I can talk about that won't fuck everything up. So <laughs> just go watch it. Although I'm really salty about how this the stupid fucking racist backlash of everybody saying that like, so I don't know if you guys have watched any previews, yes. but okay. So um, without giving much away, the main character, uh, the main female actor she had to prepare her voice two different ways. And the way that she prepared for one of those voices, um, they everybody was basically hating on her because she specifically targeted a uh, neurological disorder that, ca- that has people talk a certain way, and she worked with a voice actor to train that way. And everybody's, like, salty about it. And it's like, dude, how is that any different than, like, Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump? Or, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and Gilbert Grape? Or, like, you know, like, I don't... It's really pissing me off. (laughs) Or Tom Hanks and Toy Story? Well. (laughs) Well. (laughs) You're my favorite deputy. (laughs) There's a snake in my boots. Does her character have a neurological disorder? No, no. Well... They do that. Arguable. But did, did somebody poison the waterhole? I feel like There's if I, I feel like my boot. I feel like if I explain that point too much, robot, it would give away too much of the plot. So I don't okay. want to really explain it too much. But uh, when you go see it, you can come talk to me about it. But it's fucking awesome. I mean, don't go into it thinking that it's going to be anything like uh, what was his first one? Uh, Get out. Oh yeah, I, I haven't seen that. that yet, actually. Oh my god, David, you're killing me. That was so goddamn good. Um, but here's the thing that I've realized now. So I've seen two of his movies, and I loved both of them. And both of them have been yeah. like horror thriller movies, and both of them have been kind of genre bending and different than anything anybody else is doing. But what I've noticed, the only correlation I've noticed between the two of them, is that. Okay, I I know that he is a huge family, or he has a huge love for, uh, like, the um, Twilight Zone and the Outer Limits and that kind of era of TV series. (laughs) And so watching those two movies, it's almost like he made two different really good Twilight Zones. Like the episode, they're even though they're full movies, feature length movies, they're so like Twilight Zone esque. (laughs) in the sense that they are like written and they have their own reality and it's just 
I don't know how to describe it, really. It's fucking awesome. That, in a weird way, at least makes me feel like, well, it's a good thing he's the one taking over Twilight. Exactly. And that's why, and like, okay, so here's a detail. I don't know. uh, There was, his production company is called Monkey Paw. And Monkey Paw (laughs) was a Twilight Zone episode where this Monkey Paw kept coming back to life and like, it will basically had something to do with wishes, and it was fucked up. <laughs> I know the story of the monkey. What's that? The monkey paw is like if you get it, you get like three wishes, and, and like in the story about it, yeah. it's like the guy wishes for his son to come back to life or something like that, and it's like this horrifying zombie type thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know, smart. you know what actually, you know what really pissed me off though. So we're in the we're in the theater and then we're watching previews and David, you know how I hate previews because they give away everything these days. Yeah. And we were just talking about this with one of those movies, the Joker that you sent me. Um, but the pre okay, so they're like, we're waiting for this movie. Of course the previews are gonna be all like horror movies and stuff. So they have the preview for the Pet Cemetery, which is coming out like soon, right? Yeah, yeah. And in the preview for that movie, they gave away every single plot point of the entire movie. And it was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Did you ask me what is is everything? How do you know it's every single one? Because I've seen, I've read the book and I've seen the original movie. Oh yeah, that'll do it. And sometimes I feel like you can just tell when you're like, even if they haven't given you everything, you're like, You've given me so much that, like, I, I just saw the movie about the rest. <laughs> yeah, it was like they they clipped together a trailer of like, of just being like, if if like you were on the fiftieth anniversary of a movie and like they wanted to show the scene before every iconic scene. <laughs> and it's so like, have it, does everybody does everybody here know the story of Pet Cemetery? Uh, no. Yes, I mean. So Not exactly, but I can infer from what you say and figure it out. I don't really care about it. Will you kill me if we just talk about it right now? No. no let's just do it. Okay, okay, so so in the okay, I'll tell you what the what the fucking uh preview shows. The preview shows a family moving to a new place. They show this road that there's trucks flying by really fucking fast on this road. They talk to an old man who talks about how there's this pet cemetery that all the locals like to do things at that's kind of weird and different. And then they show a cat come back to life. And then they talk about this guy's daughter. And then they talk about how the daughter got brought back to life. And then they show how the daughter's a monster. And it's like, dude, this is every fucking point of the movie. Yeah. Like, every single fucking thing that is supposed to be, like, a surprise in the book, which it is horrifying in the book when you see this unfolding, they give away all of it in the fucking preview. And not, like, they, like, do it, like, where they, like, don't quite show stuff. They, like, literally show exactly what he's doing. And in the book, basically the story is this. This family moves to a new town. And in that town, there's this road, like, right behind their house. And this this cat that the, the, their little girl gets attached to gets hit uh, on the highway, like uh, like on the road, just gets crushed. By the fast-moving trucks? Yes. And so 
I can't remember why. Maybe Jess, you can help me with this. But he he finds out through this old man that there is this pet cemetery up in the woods that weird things happen when people bury their pets there. I so he buries. Remember, sorry. Sorry. He buries the cat in the pet cemetery, and the cat comes back. But the cat is fucking different and weird and kind of violent and terrifying. Fast forward to, I mean, it's all just a setup for the daughter gets hit on the road and killed. And so, and so the guy thinking, oh, it worked for the cat. What am I going to do? He buries his daughter in the pet cemetery, like literally digs his daughter up from her grave and like puts her in the pet cemetery. And she comes back and this is like, it's been a while since I've read the book, but if, from what I remember, she, she comes back and she's just super fucked up, like not at all his daughter. And he like brings her home and doesn't tell his wife. And then all of a sudden, like this horrifying thing is there. And the wife is just like freaking out. And uh, basically they have to, they end up like having to like feed her people and shit. If I remember right, it's been a long time. It's like really, really fucked up, but they give it all the way in the fucking preview. You know, like keep her alive by feeding her people. I can't, I might be blurring stories together, but I do remember there's some really fucked up shit in that, in certain parts of that. Like I'm, I'm 90% sure that the South Park episode where, where they think butters came back. And they just keep killing him, killing people, and feeding it to him in the basement. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that is based off Pet Cemetery. You know what's better than a surprise child? A surprise undead child in your home. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I remember was was so <laughs> fucked up about it is like the mom had just like buried her daughter, and was super upset, and then all of a sudden like he comes home and he's like, you know, there's your daughter, Guess and what like. I did. <laughs> It's like, oh, there's a rotting, disgusting animal. Thanks. Yay. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. You do know this is Stephen King, right? Yes, I know. <laughs> Look, I gotta pee real bad. I'll be right back. Yay! Oh, okay. I mean, okay. Stephen King's weird, dude. That is true. I was uh, trying to explain to my mom about the uh, weird part in it where they have like a child orgy, basically. Nobody wants to admit that. They all just talk about everything else but that. <laughs> David, what were you going to say? Um, I, I can't remember. It's driving me crazy. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um... Uh-huh. Piss. <laughs> Piss. Piss out my ass. Uh. Uh. Jump, 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 jump. I'm not rushing you. Just think. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks All Wikipedia. Right. Oh, Wikipedia. Yeah, that'll save you. Four chapters forever. Well, no, it's yeah, I did get I did go down the rabbit hole. I was looking up uh gravity uh what was it? Gravity engines? No. Gravity motors? No. See? <laughs> Atomic clocks. No no no. It's uh uh gravity generators, I think. Gravity no, gravity battery. Gravity battery. 
it's it's the idea where like like imagine you have all these solar fields right yeah so you're just generating all this power and on days where you have surplus power there's this company that's thinking about utilizing what's called gravity batteries and it's basically storing potential uh, energy in heavy objects so imagine, if you will, you've got the solar field, you're taking in a bunch of power, you don't want to just let the extra surplus power go. So they would literally on site have a crane powered by solar power, start lifting concrete blocks onto a tower. And so through the power of solar, which is free, it would be lifting all these heavy blocks up onto a tower. And then at times where you needed power, you would essentially let the cranes under the power of gravity and using gearing and an electric motor spun by on a little dynamo. Uh, as you let the weight slowly get pulled back to earth, you're, you're generating power that way. What are you talking about now? <laughs> uh, gravity batteries. We, we were talking about getting lost in Wikipedia and I, that's what I got lost in today. All right. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so the uh, fucking Stephen King. Did you ever uh, see the movie Dreamcatcher with Jason I, Lee? Yeah, I have. I love that movie. I really love it a lot too, and it's. I barely like remember it. I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen it. Put it, David. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that the movie where he visualizes his memory as a like a building with like paper and filing cabinets and stuff that sounds really familiar but i'm not 100 percent sure i think it is that one but i think so and i fucking that's i love it because that's one of my favorite analogies for memory and like do you remember how like he interacts with it like he wants to get something i think he wanted to like keep lyrics to some stupid song and so he had to throw out like part of his high school math. <laughs> and so there's like literally a scene of him like sitting in an office in this building that's supposed to be his mind. And he's like going through a file cabinet and he like just is throwing out shit he doesn't care about and putting in stuff he does care about. I appreciate that. Which is interesting because if as the some of you have uh, actually read and or listened to Dr. Sleep, uh, they make references to that type of stuff in that book as well. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. Mm, no. Um, what's his name? Danny? Dan, yeah. He he talks about how... Oh, the box? Yeah, he, he, he visualizes and has to picture alarms and boxes and things inside of his head as traps for the one bitch. <laughs> The Rose Lady or Rose? Rose, Rose the Hat. Rose, yeah. Rose the Hat, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that fucking movie to come out. Although I'm really scared to watch it. When's it coming out? Who's playing Rose the Hat? Do we know? Yeah, yeah. Go check IMDb, man. It's, it's actually it's a pretty stacked group. Um. Okay, are you ready for the full cast of Doctor Sleep? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Rose the Hat will be played by Rebecca Ferguson. Who's that? I'm going to <laughs> it right now. She's from Stockholm, Sweden. She was in movies such as she was uh, in two of the Mission Impossibles. She was in a movie called Life. Oh, um, 
the shoes in the greatest showman as jenny lind damn i need to see that still me too. <laughs> I, I thought of all people, robot, you would fucking know that. Well, one. I know. So I wanted to go see the theater. Haley is not good at theater movies. It's too much like simulation <laughs> for mine. <laughs> like she can't. She gets. She seriously like will have a mini panic attack. So oh, I should have laughed about that. Yeah, dick. <laughs> 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 um, but no. So uh, then we were gonna rent it or see if it was on. Um, we could get it on Amazon Prime, but you, you can. It's like twenty bucks to get it to rent it and then or you can only buy it or something like that i can't remember but then we're gonna red box it because it's like three dollars and uh-huh. i'm just too lazy to still exist. hell yeah yes hell yeah awesome, actually. Huh. Cool. i do really want to see that i listen to the music on pandora a lot so i know all the songs <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable i'm so happy um yeah but no, I, I don't know what I pictured Rose the Hat looking like. I knew that she was going to be like some young, attractive woman because that's the whole point of her character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, she's but pretty But for, for some reason, I pictured her as a black woman, and I don't know why that. Uh, I don't know why. Really? I yeah, didn't. I don't remember if there was any type of... I don't remember if there was anything that alluded to that. I don't, I don't think... I may I may be an idiot in remembering her character totally wrong. Oh, hey, the little girl's black. What do you mean? The little girl in that in that book, Abra. Really? Hold on. Well, I mean, according to the cast. <laughs> I haven't. I didn't look. Hold on. Um. Bum, 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 bum. Hmm. Ooh, I like who I like the Dick Halloran guy. Nice. Yeah, me too. I'm a fan of Crow Daddy too. Oh yeah, he's awesome. He's always awesome. Ooh, the guy that's gonna play Grandpa Flick is always terrifying. Yes. So Ewan McGregor is gonna be Danny Torrance. Oh, that's gonna Ooh. be interesting. I'm a little worried. Isn't it sad that you see you see the pictures of people that you know are what the horrible things are gonna happen to them? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like watching. It's like seeing a picture of someone's gonna die. Snake Bite Andy looks like she's seven years old. Who is that? That like, character looks really. She's like that girl that like can mind control people to go to sleep, what? and then she'll cut their balls off or something like that. She's in Revenge, Enter the Void, <gasps> J. Edgar, Replicas, Future Man, Code Black, Treehouse, Babysitter. She was in Rush Hour. What? The Haunting in Connecticut 2. What? 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 So, <laughs> I, ju- I just realized that the fucking guy in Interstellar is the fucking kid from American Beauty. Wait, which kid in American Beauty? Um, oh. Fucking, what's his name? Uh, Ricky Fitz. With the camera. And the creepiness. Hold up. The guy. <laughs> Which character is he in uh in Interstellar? Um Doyle. Doyle rules. Oh Doyle. <laughs> oh West oh, Bentley. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Oh, Casey Affleck's in that? I don't remember him being in that. 
By the way, when you click on your um, link for Dr. Sleep, a small video of Chucky pops up. I know. It's because no. they don't have anything no. for the show, the movie yet. So they just pick Chucky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to fill it with some advertising space, right? It's better than I having guess. something that just says, something will come here eventually. We don't know. I don't know. Uh, it'll come out November 8th, Robot, so that's not too far away. Ooh. That means I gotta finish that fucking book. <laughs> it says McGregor ended up being cast with Stephen King's blessing. Interesting. Oh. McGregor is a handsome fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's actually played a lot of really good roles recently. Not just recently, I feel like. Are you referring to Moulin Rouge? Um, I was referring to Fargo, but fuck you. Probably <laughs> <laughs> always good. Even if his roles are like disappointing, he still usually manages to be good. Yeah, like Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I love it whenever, but when people change out photos of their grandparents' pictures of Jesus with him as Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if I told you guys this or not, but the only thing that I know for sure, like the one thing that pops in my head about Christian Slater is that when I was in high school, I took an advanced biology class and all we did was we started a couple of fish tanks in the classroom. We went canoeing one weekend and then we just watched quote unquote science shows and you could like record them on the tv or bring them in and watch them and one thing we would watch is drop dead gorgeous which is not a science show but she was just kind of lazy so we watched it <laughs> yeah I was like, and, then, oh my God. and then the other one was that we watched a lot was like a cgi documentary about dinosaurs that was narrated by christian slater <laughs> that's the only thing that pops into my head whenever i hear his name Oh, man, that seems like, like, daytime TV shit right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, by the way... I It wasn't I, one of those where it wasn't, like, real science, was it? Where it's like, what happens if a shark attacks an alligator with a T-Rex? No. Let's find out. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. <laughs> and then, what would happen if a Yeti and, and, and Bigfoot fought? Dude, no, that's what more, that's what History was, Channel is now. It was more so like, look at the mating ritual of this pterodactyl. <laughs> Wait, they actually had a mating ritual? Re- How would we even know what a mating re- ritual of a pterodactyl is? That's why it was just like birds. It's not like pterodactyls were writing down like, oh yeah, man, I showed her my flaps. That's just what scientists think. And, like, and it was hilarious because it was filmed like in a desert and then the dinosaurs are like CGI'd over it. So it's like they just went out and recorded a bunch of blank desert scenes and added dinosaurs in later. So they probably didn't even do that. They probably just rent and bought the stock footage <laughs> and then they just went in and did that and then they paid some fucking weirdo way not enough money to make humping pterodactyls. Yeah, probably. Oh my god. By the way, since we're on this topic... <laughs> <laughs> Of t- humping pterodactyls. Was anybody else fucking super weirded out when the movie, uh, oh god, what was that movie? Well, you know, uh, James Cameron, Everybody's Blue, 
Avatar? Um, at, yeah, Avatar, thank you. Mm-hmm. Was anybody else Titanic? weirded out? Was anybody else weirded out when uh, when he basically like rapes the pterodactyl thing? You know, I don't think I remember I that. I don't. I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. So the whole thing is that they like have this thing in their hair, like their ponytail, where they can connect it with beings, and then they like share a mind. But they like describe it very sexually, <laughs> and then. When it comes time for him to do it, he basically like grabs onto this thing and forces his thing into it. Oh and then like takes it over and makes it complacent. Aren't they called banshees? I don't remember. Shit. That sounds right. I'm just talking about how my my my, my poor eyes can't unsee a pterodactyl being hair raped by a big giant blue guy. Hair raped. <laughs> hair raped. Oh, <laughs> I can't decide if air rape is funny or not. I don't think you can air rape. I think that's just being lewd. <laughs> he penetrated the air around me, sir. <laughs> Isn't James Cameron making like six more Avatar movies or something? Uh, he's been working on at least a few of them for a while. They were waiting a long time to get, like, for technology to even catch up to what he wanted to do. So, I can only imagine. I mean, I remember Avatar. I say I talk shit about that one scene, but I remember Avatar blew my fucking brain, dude. I saw that shit in 3D, like, the first week it came out. I think I was with Tony. And, uh, and or maybe Tony had seen it and he was like, you gotta go see it. I can't remember. But, dude, I was just like, this is fucking insane. Uh, yeah, movies that do three ride well. at Disney World. You rode the what? Pandora ride at Disney World. What is that like? Yeah, fucking amazing. Oh, like, is it cool? Does someone rape you with hair? No, uh, not that I remember. I think I would remember that, but I'm not sure. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you you don't remember a eleven foot man shoving hair up your ass? Well, technically, in the ride, I was the eleven foot man. <laughs> And no, I did not hair rape anybody. <laughs> oh my god! Did, did you did you blue yourself? <laughs> Absolutely. But like, so like, what they do is they put you on like a thing. You like get on it like a motorcycle, and then what? it locks you in. And it's got little airbags like in between your legs that go up and down as if you're riding this thing and it's breathing. Oh what? Yeah, and so and then like, I mean. There's just this, it's a just a big screen that's in front of you, but it's amazing graphics. And it, it ha- it's like you're flying on this thing through Pandora, and like they blow air at you, they give you different scents when you're going through different parts of it. You know, I mean, like, with water a little, like just kind of sprayed, you know, like it was fucking amazing. Oh my gosh, oh, it's amazing! That's so cool. Like the, the technology that they've put in to ride there and even at um universal studios when we went to the harry potter world like i mean everything like they have very small amounts of space i feel like and so they do a lot of digital stuff but it's just incredible the screens are huge the thing you're on is moving around you know to make it feel like you're flying through things Uh uh-huh and it's just i mean it's fucking awesome like the the sensing of the like your scent it hits all your senses like 
and it'll make you cold. It'll, you know, like, oh, your smell. It's just fucking amazing. <laughs> just the breathing thing sounded yes. so cool. Man. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. Like, I remember, I mean, it's going to blow my mind because the last time I was there, I was probably like five or six <laughs> or something like that. But I remember my parents, they never like, they never like, <laughs> and this is going to sound bad, but it, I actually prefer it this way. They never like really separated like, scary adult stuff from young kid stuff <laughs> so there was one ride that they took us on and it was like an alien encounter thing or something like that and it wasn't even like a big ride you're kind of like sitting in this big tube and they like latch you into this seat and there's like grading above you and below you but it's almost more like a performance and like you feel like you're like riding in this ship or something and then like they they are explaining stuff and then all of a sudden things start going wrong with their presentation and like things aren't working right and then like you hear things coming over the radio like hey we're having problems with something and then they like the the power goes out and they have a flashlight on this guy like 30 feet up above you on this grate and he's like looking for something and they're like oh can you get the power back on and he's like yeah i'm working on it and then he, they, you just hear him scream, and they just spray what you feel like blood all over everybody. <laughs> and it's all water, and it's dried off you but before you get out of the ride, but it just feels like you just got showered in this dude's blood. And then, like, when they, when they pretended like the thing was moving around the room, like the monster, they actually had speakers in the seats make it sound like it was going past you, behind you. <laughs> and, like, they would have it, like, like you said, robot, like, like it would blow warm air behind yeah. you and shit, like it was breathing. It was fucking nuts. Oh, man. And that was fucking in the 90s. Yeah. So I can't imagine what it is now. Well, all I'm going to say is if you go to Disney World, it's at Animal Kingdom, the Pandora ride. And I... We we know somebody who rec- who went a couple years ago and recommended a travel agent to us, and she's like a Disney travel agent. So all she does is Disney. That's uh-huh. awesome. And, and she gets up like five o'clock in the morning the day of your stay, like when you're there, and like books your fast passes or books your dinners or whatever. But there are certain ones that you can book like six months in advance, and she took care of all of that. So. I highly recommend if if you ever decide to go to Disney World, do some sort of package, get your fast passes, and get that fucking Pandora one booked fast. Because the line, like, reg- we waited probably 45 minutes. And that was the longest we waited for any ride the whole time we were there. Oh, wow. And But, yeah, like, dude. the line was, like, three and a half hours. Yeah, the, the fast passes are amazing. Yeah. I have this, okay, are- so I... The the positive side of me thinks that that all sounds wonderful. The negative uh, side of me believes that it's all a scam, that they, like, purposefully slow down lines to make the fast pass seem more appealing. And I, I bring this up because I saw it in use at a Six Flags one time where they were purposefully, like, they had segment, segmented off the lines. They had, like, doors between chunks of the line. And they are purposefully holding people at different chunks for long periods. And so they were purposefully slowing the line and making it look like it was longer than it was, in theory, to make people move on to other rides. Yeah. 
Well, and, and that could be, I didn't, we didn't see any of that. Like all the lines that we walked by, it seemed like they all went straight up to where we were, you know, it just, we just walked right past them <laughs> Yeah. for whatever we had a fast pack pass booked for. And I mean, regardless, I, I think if you buy a package, I don't, I don't think that you pay extra, excuse me, for the fast passes. I think you can pay extra to get more, but like the one mm-hmm. that we did was you get one per day. And then, or you get one for however many days you're there. So you could use three of them in one day, but then you'd have two days where you didn't get any. And, and then mm. you also got like two quick service meals and like three snacks and one sit down meal a day or per day that we were there. And, and she just booked all that shit for us. And like, I mean, somebody told us this before we started planning our trip. Like if you're going to go to Disney World, fucking do it right. Like you can do it on a budget, but then you won't see everything that you want to see. Right. And they'll be standing in a lot of lines. So, like, save up your pennies. That's what we did. Like, save up your pennies and just do it upright. Spend the money. Do it right. Nice. Because it was, I mean, like, that. I had a fucking blast. Like I said, that 45 minutes was the longest that we waited in any line the whole time we were there. When we went to Universal Studios, we went on the Hogwarts ride, and it was fucking incredible. And then when we got out of the line, there was, like, a 20 minute wait so we just got right back in the line or when we got off the ride we just went and got right back in and like essentially they have so much railing and stuff set up that yeah. you, you get through all of it like with nobody in the line it's been your like 20 15 20 minutes and you you're there and then you just get on like nice i mean it was it, obviously it depends on what time of year you go but i mean we went november which is apparently like, cause apparently the fall is like the new spring break. So we were going to go in October and she was like, no, no, no. October is way too much. Like people that, yeah. are going now in October. And so we went November and it was like the perfect time of year. It was nice. Awesome. My, my one story, like, you know how like the, uh, all the people that work there are just trained to like spot kids that are having a bad day and make it better. Yeah. <laughs> so, the my parents were it was like the last day we were gonna be in florida the last day we were at universal studios i think is the, the it was the king kong ride so i think that's universal studios yeah i think so too but like we basically we were walking they were they were starting to kind of shuttle us out of the park because the park was going to close in the next like 45 minutes and uh they I, I wanted to ride the King Kong ride. The whole time I was there, I wanted to ride it. And we kept talking about going to hit it on the way out. And as we get up to it, we we realize there's still like an hour long line and it's yeah. 45 minutes left until they close. Oh. And so I'm like not being having a full on tantrum, but I'm like upset and like telling my parents this. And some yeah. guy that like was working in the line saw this and overheard this. And walked over, and he's like, excuse me, and I heard what was going on, follow me. And we walked <laughs> past the line, and he took us to an, a freight elevator that took us up an elevator to the front of the line, and he just walked us on the first one front row. <laughs> and we just got to go immediately. And, what? like, it was the fucking coolest thing, like, the most classy thing the guy could have done it pissed off every fucking person in the line but it was awesome and i I, i'll (laughs) never forget what that guy did that's super sweet i love little stories like that i know man i'll i'll never forget that it's like ingrained in my memory the whole thing 
like even just the like i can almost picture every aspect of the ride just being like brought up the elevator and like everybody like turns and looks at like what the fuck where did this elevator come from and all of a sudden these people come out of it and they like stop everybody else from getting on they're like nope these people are getting on like right here it's just fucking awesome and then the ride was you know 10 times better because of what had just happened you know it was so awesome it was really cool yeah. You know what's really it. weird? What? When you're thinking about that right now, you're not remembering it. You're remembering the last time that you remembered it. Well, yeah, and it's always slightly shittier than the last time you remembered it, right? It's kind of like it's a good analogy. Not necessarily to... shittier, but like I think it's maybe better. a little bit different. Every time I think of it, I'm happier about it. <laughs> no, 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 Robot. Yeah. I think like, we're talking like, about like missing more details every time. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's not necessarily like missing more details. It's like the accuracy of the details. So, like what what she's saying, I think could apply like to certain types of memories or certain things. Like this, probably, like you remember it vividly, and like that sensation of the memory increases each time you remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and like for me, like I don't remember any negative things about that trip the whole time. But I know yeah. that, like, my feet hurt the whole time because I had a foot problem at the time. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever I can to have a wonderful fucking time at Disney World. So I just kind of had to walk a little slower. But I don't Ooh. linger on that. Like, my feet hurt a specific I'm, one foot the whole time. I'm surprised they I, don't have, like, a, a fucking robot that will drag you around. Or, <laughs> or, like, a fucking... They don't well, have, like, scooters I, that you can rent or something? Yeah, but it wasn't that bad. Like Okay, okay. <laughs> And, like, I mean, and then, like, I had accidentally brought the wrong sock, so it made me look like I had even worse cankles than I usually do. But I was like, fuck it, I'm at Disney World, so I don't care. I don't know any of these people. And, like, but a sunburn. I was sweating profusely the whole time, you know? And, like, all that stuff is just nothing compared yeah, to how you just described like you just described, like, 20% of the people at, in Florida. Right, so. yeah. And so, like, <sighs> and I was uncomfortable almost the whole time, but, like, just the fun I had just trumps all of that that's awesome it did what to all of that it, it trumps it david uh, 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 well walt disney would be proud even though he was kind of a you know anti-semite but whatever oh yeah but he had big good dreams <laughs> i don't really like semis either <laughs> i mean they're like they're kind of big when you're on the highway they're a little bit intimidating <laughs> yeah uh, real nice, David. Real nice. <laughs> All right, kiddos. I got to get going. Haley has been in Tucson for a week and a half, and she just called, and I ignored her for now to say goodbye to you, fellas. Oh, no. Thanks for doing like, that. I'm in the same boat. Well, not right. the Tucson part, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got to go to Tucson now. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.